Wait, 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 wait. Stop, Mark. Wait, wait. What happened? Isn't it Christmas? <gasps> Don't we need Christmas? a Christmas song? I got you, boo-boo. You ready for my Christmas music? Let's go. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee or hot cocoa and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we are in the Christmas spirit, talking about Christmas traditions and why they're here and why they matter. Mark, should we get going? Ho, ho, ho. Let's go. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, it's a little Christmas jingle time. I like it. I like this Christmas. I, I like the whole ho, 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 too. Ho, ho, ho. You can't ho, just ho, go. Ho. Oh, you can't just go ho, ho, ho. He said ho. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey, Mark. Who wants to play? Mark, that's a, a pretty fancy cup you got there. What you, what you drinking out of right there, buddy? I am drinking out of this year's RTC oh. Christmas mug. Look at that Complete with, I, Dude, you put some details into this. Uh, dude, I worked. I worked. Because we got a, lot of hours we got a cute background with like Snow snowmen falling. and polar bears yeah. and penguins and a trees and you reindeer. Funny? We were just talking about old trucks and how much you love old trucks. I do. But do you see the big log cabin with the smoke I rolling do. out? I do. Is background? that your cabin in the backwoods of uh, Brown County? I, I doubt Tennessee can get this much snow. Probably not. Probably. <laughs> do you think one day you will ever own a log cabin, like a real log cabin? Not just like a hut and shack or an outhouse. Have you met my wife? That is not her vibe. I didn't ask if she was ever going to own one. I asked if <laughs> that you were ever going to own one. That's not her vibe. Well, I'm married. We're one. So Exactly. Come along for the ride, Janiel. Love your husband. Well, That's she, what I hear. She would, but happy wife, happy life. That's but, where I was sticking with. But think about with. it, though. But wouldn't that mean it would be Christmas like... Every day, you could just be a log cabin. You could just have, wow. you know, fire going. You could just have the the smells and the bells and the yeah. and the and the Christmas tree. Because ain't nobody even know where you live. It's like Mark Wahlberg was shooter. You're living so <laughs> off the radar. Wow. You can't see nothing. That's going back. That's what uh, 2000. And Ooh, I was in, was I in college. Was I 2008? Was it really that? Was I in high school when that came out? I thought so. All I know is I thought it was so cool that he trained his dog whenever he walked in the house to go to the fridge and grab him a beer. And I'm like, hey, mom, can I get a dog so it can grab me a Pepsi every time? That'd be cool. She or, said no. Or a bubbly. Or a bubbly. Bubbly. Dude, not you got sponsored. a weird bubbly. This is the triple berry caffeinated sparkling water. I'm looking. It's actually Janiel, Janiel got it today. And I was like, man, can I have a try? And she's like, yeah, here. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty pretty fire. But well, I'm drinking coffee first. We're drinking coffee. We're, we're drinking Peruvian coffee today. We're, we are. Wow, we're just jumping right into the coffee. We're just yeah, we're jumping dr- into the coffee, man. You know, it's the Peruvian time of year. Uh, actually, it was just at Costco in a big <laughs> big bag, and it was a medium roast. And Bro, I'm like, I, I, I offered to bring some bougie stuff today. I, I know. And but I, I was too late. You were you you texted me, and I was like. I was too late. The timer, or the, the coffee pot just, just went off. Just went off. It just went off. Well, tonight was leftover night, and Beth wasn't feeling so hot, so she was just kind of hanging out downstairs. And normally, you would think leftovers are probably the easiest night to cook dinner for. Yeah. It's the hardest. Why? Because you got to nuke everything. Everybody uh, wants something different. Things are flying out at different times. This one's hot. This one's cold. This kid wants this. This kid wants this. See, they don't want this. That's why you nuke everything at five minutes, and that way it's like scorching 
of the earth yeah, hot. Yeah, see, that's what Beth does. And then I, you toss I, I it off don't. to the side, and that way it gives it time to cool while you're warming up everybody. So the younger kids, you do first. That way it has more time to cool off. But, man, I, move along. I think I was actively moving in that kitchen for a solid, like, 20, 25 minutes. Just warming things. I also cook noodles because we had leftover you know, like, spaghetti sauce. It's, but, it's you know. just like a guy to be like, hey, man, I was slaving away for 25 minutes. And most <laughs> women are like, are you kidding me? I cook meals for you that take an hour oh, and a half. And help you guys have a great Christmas season, guys. And I was just sweating. I might, not, I might not make it to the new year after this episode. <laughs> well, I've got but a we're couple. We're here for Christmas, baby. I've got a couple fun holiday questions for us. You know, typically mm. we do the banter, and during the banter, we do a little car, you know, games or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some holiday questions. Ooh, okay, so, so question in a box, holiday edition. Kind of, yeah. Kind so, of, we'll call it that. I got my right. new seat back, so I'm getting used to it again. Uh, is, it, is it okay? Is it springy? I feel very tired right now, so oh, okay. I could use a nap. Okay, so uh, what's the but worst holiday gift you've ever given to somebody? Wait, that I've ever given? That you ha- yourself <sighs> have given. What's the worst holiday gift you've ever given? I'm sure Beth could give you an answer you want really me, quick. You want me to go first? Sure. Why don't you go? I wrote as I had time to think yeah. about it. So I'm going to give you some time to think. Huh. Okay. So the worst huh. gift I ever, I went to an auction. I must have been, I don't know, 10, 10 or 9 or 10, 11, something, somewhere in there. Okay. Between 9 and 13, that range. Okay. I went to an auction with my dad and I had a couple bucks and I was so excited. And I bid on these. They were little ceramic pottery looking like, I don't even know what they were. Like little, they were mugs without the handle. But they, oh, were, yeah, okay. they had, like, grapes on them. And I was like, that's so cool. I'm buying that for my grandma. Okay. So, so you I, bought it for your grandma. So I bought, there's a set of four. So I bought these set of four. My grandma doesn't like grapes at all. It has nothing in her house with you grapes. You just thought it was going to be dope. Like, I was awesome. like, this is so cool, man. Like, I, you know, this is, a, like, high class. Like, this is some classy stuff or drinkware right here. And it's like, I look back out and I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was cheap junk. So I bought but, these things. But come on, man. But Your grandma I, must have loved it. Well, she would have, but then I made a joke, right? So <laughs> I, oh, I no. took it. I took all four and I duct taped them like, I don't know, seven or eight layers of duct tape just to mess with her as like a joke. <laughs> and then I wrapped it like several times, like in wrapping paper. So it was like. It took her like an hour to get into it to find these stupid. You went from things. being super sweet to being the punk grandkid. Yeah, well, just like that. And so I always think about and I wonder, man, did she think that those were part of the joke too? Because <laughs> they were that terrible. Oh man! But yeah, that's the worst that's gift funny. I've ever given. I would say the. I mean, it depends on what you deem as the worst. My favorite gift I've ever given is a signed picture of myself. <laughs> I did well, that for a white elephant for teenagers. And best part is that thing got passed around for like three years, even after I resigned from the student ministry. Wow. That picture was still showing up. Maritza Ladson and Josh Ladson kept that thing alive for a while. Nice. But, but what's the worst? I don't know, man. Like, like it's like, like I, what, what's a, what's a gift? You're you look, asking the guy who's like, has the worst memory. Okay. Ever. But you look, look back and just think about like, all right, I probably shouldn't have done that. Gift. I don't have one. Wow. Okay. Well, like, I, like I mean, Beth will I tell you, I suck at Christmas gifts so much that Beth just <laughs> says, "I want this." He's like, "I'm so terrible at everything. I just do what I'm told." I either do something that's like super big or elaborate, and Beth is like, "I don't really need this. I don't know why you got this." And I'm like, "Cause it's freaking awesome," and it's just not. So yeah, I don't know, I man. I would say like guys I'm, just I'm don't terrible. have this, We just don't have the same taste. That's all. And what? So what's funny though is my dad apparently was just as bad as I was. And so my mom would literally do the same thing that Beth did. We're just like, so I want this. Let me tell you this. You got to be sneaky though, right? Because every oh, everybody can't. nowadays has an Amazon cart, 
And what you do is you grab your wife's phone when she's not looking, and you get in and look at. Most people are like, but oh, I'm, one, I'm looking. Man. The I'm looking. family has one. Oh, okay. Like so all, Janelle all, and I, all the Schneiders. Janelle and I have. We we have a because you can share the like Prime with right. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you can have different different accounts. So we have different accounts. So because we buy gifts for each other through Amazon, and so that way we can buy gifts and hide them and whatever. And yeah, so, that makes sense. but so what I what I do, or what I've done this year is I go into her into her phone into her. I did it for her birthday too. I go into her Amazon cart and go to the saved. And I start scrolling through. What has she been looking wow, at? Janelle's not that sneaky. She just shoots me a text. Yeah, I know. And she right? goes, um, I need help with Fuller. I'm like, I got you. Yeah. Well, that's been the last couple weeks. This year, she's going to enjoy what she got because she told me and she thinks I forgot, but I haven't. See, forgotten. here's the deal with Beth is she is the most content person in the world where she's like, I don't need a whole lot. Just just give me time with you and, and some fun and some games. And I'm sure, cool. Sure. Except when she wants something. And that's the other thing, too. And, and part of it, I'm going to make, I mean, I love you, babe. Um, part of it has something to do with the fact of, I think, of her being single for so long, where she's like, if she wants something, she just and she needs it, she gets it. Because right. Beth doesn't buy frivolous things. Sure. She gets things when she needs them. So trying to buy a gift for someone who does not need frivolous things and just enjoys people time yeah. is hard. See, I'm like that. I but, guess I could just start but, buying experiences. But, She'd probably well, that. Well, that's, that's a, always a good thing, right, is buying date nights. And I, I suck at finding babysitters. Because all my babysitters have graduated, but you, or got married, but you just gotta got kids. You gotta reach outside of the the comfort zone, and like you guys are going to a whole new church. There's a bunch of people in there. We got seven kids, man. So I can't just ask an eleven year old to come babysit a sixteen year old. Split them up. Hey, two go here, three go there. Who that got is five? True. That is Who true. got five? I got five all over right. here. <laughs> Next question, though. Next all question, because right. I, I I feel like I'm gonna keep getting in trouble the more right. and more we talk. <laughs> Next question: What's your favorite outdoor winter activity? Oh, okay. So, um. This sounds really funny. I actually hate playing in the snow because I have bad circulation in my fingers and my sure, toes. So, you so get my, cold yeah, really I get cold easy. very fast. Sure. But I actually you need those ones. That, they have gloves that heat. I yeah, I got them. Yeah. I got them this year. So I actually love snow blowing. Absolutely, that's your favorite winter activity. Because I don't just go outside and play in the snow, like snowman or icicle. I would say licking icicles is one of my favorites too. I like making icicles. Weird, but I don't just go out. Like so, even when I was a kid, I didn't. I don't just go out and so, play. Oh snow. man, I used to live outside. Uh, we'd build snow forts and have snowball wars I did when I was and younger, all that. But like, when I had that's teenager age, I didn't. Yeah, anymore. I mean, I'm a boring pretty person. Much I'm sorry. My whole like till I graduated, we did that. Just built snow forts and all sorts of stuff. But anyways, uh, my, I do love doing donuts in the parking lot. My favorite act, out, outdoor fun. activity in the in the winter time has to be tubing. That's my absolute. Oh, I haven't been able to do it for a few years, but I love tubing. I haven't been to actually. Oh, oh can I read you got my answer? This sure. would be a lot of fun. There's that toboggan shoot. Yeah. Where's that? Is that oh. up in St. Joe yeah, or where's I that think at? So, yeah, but that, that was that a would be, heck of a lot of fun. I've never done that, but that'd but be I fun. haven't been to since I was in high school. Yeah, it's probably been a solid 14. Years. I do enjoy cross country skiing too. I know it sounds weird. Do, do you enjoy snowshoe? Because I know, like Edwards, Mike Edwards, he loves going snowshoeing over I, at Erskine. Have I'm not a huge that? snowshoe guy. I like the cross country skiing though, which is kind of like snowshoes, but you got skis. That's true. And you just kind of push and ski. It's like skating. I, I enjoy ice skating too, but I would probably say my favorite. Oh yeah. See, I suck. This is where I suck. My memory just pulling stuff out of like. like you can't just ask me questions. But yeah, I, I, I enjoy ice skating, too. That's a, right. a lot of fun. Well, let's move on. Okay. What is your favorite holiday movie? Hands down, Santa Claus. Tim Allen, baby. Tim Allen, Hands Santa Claus. down. So I would have to say I love that movie, but my favorite would be the... Don't say Polar Express. No, but we just did watch that today. Uh, would be the newer 
Miracle on 34th Street, the one from the 90s. With, oh, I know that one. Yeah. That's, my sister loved that, that one. That's probably my favorite holiday movie. No, I would say hands down. Hands down. The Santa ones. Claus. Or I actually really enjoy the little kid shows where they like do like Christmas versions of things. So I also, ah, okay. one of my favorite kid movies that I love watching with the kids is uh, uh, Christmas Monkey with Curious George. Okay. I, I feel you. They had the song Christmas Monkey. So I sure. love like Curious George Halloween. Love it. Curious George all of it, man. We're a Curious George family, so I love Curious George Christmas. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, Santa Claus, hand down. Right. Santa Claus is, is is the goat. So, what was the best snow day of your childhood Whoa. that you can remember? Okay, so I got two. Alright, go I for definitely it. got two. One was in, like, the year, I would say, like, 19, uh, maybe 2000. Like, we had a nasty blizzard that, like, shut us down and out of school for, like, a 1997, solid 1997, I believe, is when it was. Uh, no, this was Northwest Indiana, so not South Bend. And I would have been too young for that, because my buddy Steve wasn't in town. So this was like right around okay. 2000. Okay. So we got a ton, but we got like, we were in this awkward armpit, like, you know, over in the region sure, sure. where it's like, normally it would skip over us and then it would just dump on the port and dump on yeah, it, Michigan city and then right, hit South Bend. So we always yeah, get the So, but back. this year it dumped first rather than going over us and then dump it on you guys. And so we were out of school for like a solid week and our front yard had a sidewalk down the middle and it became the neighborhood snow fort wars. So, like, one side was the boys, one side was the girls. And it wasn't just, like, family. It was, like, six or seven different houses in the neighborhood, nice. man. And it was just awesome. Like, we built, like, a little, like, underground passageway. I remember, I, I will never forget that Christmas. Nice. Uh, the other one was um, school got canceled. And so, of course, our class was like, hey, since school's canceled, should we all drive anyways and go um, go sledding? And so, like, our whole class, our youth pastor showed up, uh, one of the teachers, and we just went over to Erskine. And we just sledded. We made some nasty, huge ramps, and we're nice. just getting air. Nice. So that was actually the last, I think that was probably the last time I've been tubing, actually. Mm, wow. I don't know if I've been tubing with, with the kids. You probably should. I probably your, should. Your kids are. But I don't know if I've gone to tubing with the kids. Yeah. That's why we're getting seven kids bundled up, man. So my favorite, well, most of your kids are old enough they can get them self-bundled now. <laughs> but uh, my favorite snow day childhood memory was a, uh, I think it was 1999. Um, we got hit again, but this time it was really, really bad here in South Bend. And I was homeschooled. It might have been 99. I was homeschooled, so yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> okay. But... Uh, <laughs> I remember going, so there was a, okay, so you know where um, York and Jackson, that school, Ham, is at, uh, what's that school right there? On York and Jackson, corner of York and Jackson. Yeah, that's that's Hamilton. Hamilton. So they have a wicked hill. Because Marshall's a little bit farther north. Yeah, they, Hamilton. They, they have a wicked hill oh, on the hill south side. Uh, Dad goes to the so soccer fields? I used to yes. go, I the, the, the Christmas, that Christmas before, I had just gotten a snowboard from my grandfather. And so... Man, I waxed it all up, and I went down there, and I snowboarded, I don't know, probably eight or nine hours on the hill. And it seemed like a huge hill back then. I go look at it, and I'm like, oh, that's just a little tiny but for thing. a kid? But like it was a 10-year-old, so, 11-year-old kid? So man, I, that's I, awesome. We, did, we went there, and we went sledding and snowboarding all day long. And then we came back, and my dad had come home from work early, and he had just gotten us a PlayStation for Christmas. This mm. is like a couple like a couple weeks after Christmas. And he got this new game called Twisted Metal 3. And we played the <laughs> snot out of it. Man, and people and, if people who don't know what Twisted Metal 3 is oh, or any man. of Twisted Metals, the, man, that was my we just favorite. aged yeah. ourselves oh, big so time. bad. So that's so all night. So we played out in the snow all day and we came home. And we must have been up till 2 o'clock in the morning or something like mm. that playing Twisted Metal with my dad. 
And we had that's like legit. The, we had the four controllers going, you know, and everything. It was great. So, all right, that's really cool, actually, man. There's nothing like playing video oh, games man. when you were a kid on a I know. day off, man. Well, I can't wait for my kids oh. to be old enough I can play video games with them because, like, to me, that's like one of the good childhood memories I had with my dad. So, mm. um, maybe I should whip mine back out for the kids, but they just always fight. So it's you know, yeah. But, anyway, but so, next question. All right, what's your favorite indoor activity when it's too cold outside in winter? Hmm. It's one of two things i would say you know family movie nights where it's like you know pizza and then you get like the blanket out like legit family pizza picnic movie night. i love sure. those um but i would say just playing cards with beth hmm. you know get some I, like make some coffee play some hand foot um not books and runs i always lose at that um and probably not tickets right either because i always lose at that too um but i would say just just play just play some hand foot drink some coffee with beth that sounds like a good old time Especially when her family's in town, because it gets vicious. Yeah. It's fun. I would say my favorite indoor activity is probably, well, like you said, you know, having like a family night or movie night or something if with the kids. Without the kids, it would be putting a puzzle together with Janelle. We love to do puzzles. So that's what we used to do before kids all the time, was we just do hmm. puzzles. Now, do you normally watch a movie when you're doing oh, the puzzles? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely watch a movie while we do puzzles. But yeah. Watch I the Hallmark it. Channel and watch all them Christmas movies with Cameron Cannon Burr no. and Jen Lilly. No. This guy, all them peeps. this guy does not watch the Hallmark show. I, I do Geneva. not either. Anyways. I do not either. All right, so last question, oh, one and, more. We'll, okay, and, okay, we'll, I'm and we'll wrap it up, all right? I'm ready. So what's one gift you secretly hope to receive Ooh. this year? I'm going to let you go first this time, because I've gone first a lot recently. I don't really know. That's Come why on, I, man. Yeah, I didn't really think about you know you want that new. You, you know you want that new pod or uh, the uh, podcast for Mike we've been looking at. That'd be pretty dope. No. No? No. I, I can't say. Sponsorship? <laughs> No, nah, you know what? I'm pretty content right now, to be honest with you. I, my my sister asked me, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I don't know. Ooh, someone should get Fuller some new sod. Sod? Man, yeah, for your grass. Because you have had the like worst hand with this property, man. It's coming back. It's coming back. I've been working at it hard. I'll get it this next couple of years. It'll be it'll be luscious green again. Because mm, it was nice until they had to put that stinking mound system well, in for Well, it stuff. was okay, and then they put the mound system in and it made it worse. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't like Trader's Point. No, no, nope. So, all right, so what's yours? Um, I have a reasonable one and a funny one. Okay. The funny one is, is at Sam's Club right now, there is a um, arcade, like, console system thing for NFL Blitz, and that mm. is pretty freaking dope. I'd probably only I forgot play about one that or two game. times. I love that game. I was obsessed, absolutely obsessed with yeah, it. So I, I lost played a, that a ton. I lost a lot of money to my dad playing that game. He oh, was, see, I just lost some money in the arcade. Well, he taught me valuable lessons about gambling with that game. <laughs> about why you shouldn't gamble. That's really funny. <laughs> yep. But no, so it was at Sam's Club. I took a picture. I sent it to like my my little sibling group chat with like Joe. What's up, Joe? Amanda, today's her birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Amanda. And Beth, and I'm like, hey, if anybody wants to get this for me and Joe, we be down. And Joe was like, yes, please. And Beth just left. Um, so that's my that's my joke of one. Okay. But my actual one, I would love to have another coffee subscription. Mmm. Another coffee subscription where I get different coffees like every three weeks from different places all over America. That's cool. Awesome. That would be that would be stinking legit. Hmm. All right. Well, now that we've had our little fun, why don't we go Ooh, ahead and okay. read a review? We've already talked about the coffee. We're drinking Peruvian. We're, he's drinking it out of the Christmas mug. I'm hmm. drinking out of the Engetti. By the way, Engetti has changed their name. It's no longer Engetti. It nope. is Revive Fest. But we going, baby. But we going. And... If you would like to go too, let us know before you go and buy your tickets because we might be able to work out a little. We have the hookups. We might have 
might get a little discount for you. We have the so let us know that uh, you want to go. We'll get a hold of the man, the myth, and the legend, Matt Good old Graham. Matt. And uh, see what we can work out for you guys. But, yeah, we would love to do a meet and greet this year at the Revive Fest. Uh, man, some good, Dude, some good headliners with, there. We are messengers and uh, Ren Collective. And Ren Collective. Those yeah, are the headliners I'm so this looking year, forward man. To Ren it, Collective so. is going to put on a stinking show. So yeah, if you're anywhere are. near southwest Michigan or, or you, you want to fly in, just hang or, out for two days. Yeah, Well, not fly in. Just drive if you're close enough. But, yeah, come hang out with RTC. Let's make it a family affair. We've even talked about let's do a potluck. That if you come dope. in, let us know. Let's do a potluck. And we're going to hang out. It's a big yeah. field. There's like activities for the kids. Yeah. There was bounce houses last year, too. Yeah, there was the all sorts of stuff. Bubble, the, the whole bubble palace look, looking that thing. Pretty that was pretty dope. Yeah, that was pretty dope. So there's so. plenty of stuff to do for the kids and just hang out, get some food, and just hang out on the lawn, man. Throw the Frisbee around, throw and, the football. Well, yeah, we're just, just going to hang music. out. Yeah, hang out, have conversations, and have a lot of fun. So Have, yeah. ha- have Matt Grimm sign your bald head. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe Matt Grimm will sign your head. Ooh. That'd be really funny. That would be cool. But yeah. Not our bald head because we got hair. Well, here's growing back. It's growing back. Anyway, here's growing back. So if you want to go and meet up with us, let us know, and we will work out uh, getting you a discount. So that'd be awesome. All righty. So the review today comes from Don Man five six seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Homeboy's a bro. Yeah. Unless it's his her last name is Don Man. I, I feel it's really the bad Don now. Man. Uh, that way, that's, mark mark your bingo board. Mark your bingo board. Why? Because you did the gender? Yeah. That's why I just said, it's it's the Don Man. You know I have fun doing it. Anyways, that. the best Christian podcast ever. Oh, wow, okay. I found Sweet. Mark and Chris a week ago on Spotify and wanted to leave a review on the Apple Podcast platform to double dip my support. We'll take it. Double <laughs> dip your support. Let's go. <laughs> Beside the great, besides the great theology and discussion, I feel very at home listening to the podcast. I love you guys. Thank you. Aww. We, love we love you, you too. too. The Don Man. Because right now we have 140 reviews on yeah. uh, Apple Podcasts. Yep. And on Spotify, I just had it pulled. We're up, up over 500 subscribers on YouTube. Which is wild. We're close to 500 in the Facebook group. We're still, we, we, We're close. we just had a month of 25,000 downloads. ratings on Spotify. Dude, you guys are yeah. awesome. And it seems like people are messaging us and commenting and writing us emails that people are finding this show every single day. And, so, and we're here for awesome, it. It's just awesome, man. Two dudes in a basement. Two dudes in we a basement. We should rename the podcast. <laughs> Two bros, but that doesn't have good search results. No, it that doesn't. That doesn't have good search no, results. But either way, dude, Don, man, reach out to us. If you're inside the United States, we want to send you a mini swag bag, and there might even be some special little things inside there for you. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. All right, so let's dive into Christmas traditions today. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready to be taking so down memory lane this a is bit. pretty much just a bunch of, f- it's a fact episode. Okay. It's just a bunch of facts. Okay. So we're just going to go ahead and start reading, and we can discuss along the way, but it's really not, it's more of a fun episode. Just to learn about Christmas. It's just, yeah, and le- why we learn, do about we some do. Of, learn about some of the traditions and, and, and that surround uh, Christmas. Sarah, are we going to talk about traditions from around the world, too, today? Uh, or not so much? Not so much. Not so much? Okay. We'll see. We'll find out. There's some an- I'm a ancient, for the right too. ancient around the world. Yeah, you had, In you, case anyone's wondering, I have not even looked at yeah, the show notes. So, anyway. So, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the long so ride, let's too. first talk about what is the Grimm history. I got to adjust my mic Not here. the Matt Grimm. Not 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 the Grimm brothers. Say, Grimm, what is your Grimm history? Yeah. Put us in the Facebook group, Matt. What, what's the Grimm what's history? What's the Matt Grimm history? No. But what is the Grimm history of Christmas? Mm. <laughs> bro, wrong season, bro. Sorry. 
All right, so during uh, this comes from the BibleStudyTools.com. Uh, during Christ's time, Roman culture regularly celebrated feasts and festivals to honor their pagan gods during the winter solstice. Uh, Saturnalia, a festival in honor of Saturn, was held from December 17th to December 24th. Oh, that's for my birthday. And, and, this is, and the festival of, yeah, I don't know if you want to have that in common, but the festival of uh, Juvenalia uh, commem- commemorated a feast for the children of Rome and was marked on December 25th to honor Mithra, uh, the god of the unconquer- unconquerable sun. The pagan history would later prove an important part of the origin of Christmas. In the 2nd century AD, Sextus Julius Africanus, a notable Christian historian, proclaimed December 25th as Christ's birthday. His assumption about the date was based upon other theories believed by scholars at the time. Africanus believed that the world was created by God on March 25th. Which is weird, right? Well, which we talked about why they picked that date last year. Yeah. So, therefore, the Savior's uh, conception must have happened on the same day, which would have led to Jesus' birth nine months later on December 25th. Yep, because I, if I remember, I'm trying to pull the notes up. I can't find them fast enough. But it was holy men were, it was something about holy men being conceived at, like, the same day they die or something like that. Like there's, I think that's what it's like. Like, holy men were conceived the same day they actually died. So right. if Jesus died in the spring, he must have been conceived in the spring, which meant he would have been, you know, popped out in December. Sure. So although Africanus' Africanus's theory was widely accepted, it wasn't until the 4th century AD the church officials decided to institute an official holiday to commemorate the birth of Christ. Pope Julius I chose December 25th for the holiday as a practical and symbolic means to dethrone the pagan gods the place, uh, and place the Christ child in the seat of worship during the winter festival and feast. This type of syncretism was often used by the Roman Catholic Church to acclimate pagan cultures to Christianity. The new holiday, originally branded the Feast of the Nativity, spread to Egypt by 432 and reached England in the 6th century, where it was renamed Christmas. However, the holiday bore little resemblance to Christmas today. Uh, Even though the church had successfully redirected the focus of worship from multiple pagan gods to Christ, the immoral celebratory style of the culture remained central to the holiday's festival. On December 25th, Christians would attend a special church service, Afterward, parishioners would indulge in drunken feasts, engage in wanton sex, and mob the streets in carnival-like displays of revelry. Yeah, because that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. The poor would use the, uh, the holiday as an excuse to terrorize the rich and demand gifts and food and recompense for their misfortune. This all changed during the early 17th century when Oliver Cromwell and his Puritan forces took over England and sparked a surge of religious reform. In an effort to rid England of the debauchery that had infiltrated the church, the Puritans not only canceled Christmas, but also made the observation of the holiday illegal. One public post issued by the Puritans warned that if anyone who observed the sacrilegious and satanical holiday by exchange, exchanging gifts, dressing in fine clothes, or feasting would be fined five shillings. Sounds like what people do with Halloween nowadays. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, but seriously, so, no. so when we come to so, this tradition, we see like, oh, like, you know, it was a festival. So it was like it a started pagan, off, pagan festival. Christians usurped it. Christians were um, not being okay yeah, for so, Christmas. Like, 
So it was. That's like a pretty was, checkered past. Man. It was basically the the celebration uh, uh, that the pagans were doing was it was, um, uh, it was the celebration of these gods, but it was also celebrating the darkest time of the year. There's other um, weird traditions. And I don't remember if we're getting into those or not. I can't remember. I've read so many articles during this that uh, I can't remember what I picked out or not. So if we, there, there's something about the mistletoe. Remind me mistletoe if we don't get into there's it. There's something about the mistletoe. Yeah, it's really weird. So. Okay. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so throughout history, Rome and all this stuff is kind of where the, the, the solstice celebration came from. And then, you know, um, Africanists uh, kind of tried to change directions with it by claiming it was Christ's bir- uh, birthday, which we know is not nope um and then uh the pope mr pope julius the first i was gonna say who redeemed it yeah was it yeah was it pope julius yeah it said uh uh, pope julius uh i'm sorry uh yeah pope julius the first chose december 25th for the holidays a practical oh yes but i mean like 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 who who brought it back to the normal practice because if the puritans went so, okay, so that's where... That's what I'm curious it, about now. It kind of from the 17th century forward uh, was pretty much, you know... Probably not across the world, though, but was that well, just England? That was in England, right? And that was in, in, in most places with the... Um, you know, it was... Um, uh, and Germany, uh, it still continued on, but it, it looked a little different, right? It was... Uh, this is where we get, like, St. Nicholas and all this right. stuff from, yep. right? Which we discussed... Uh, previously, and I think it was a bonus episode, episode fifty something, maybe, maybe before that. I don't know. Oh, actually, no, no. So I think this I have was also banned in, in America. So in 1659, the Puritans banned Christmas right. in Massachusetts. Sure, right, exactly. So yeah, it was banned because of the Puritans. So now we're gonna get into the, the to the uh, the history of Christmas here in the United States. Wow, right? That's fascinating. Okay, all right. So here we go. In America's pre-revolutionary war era, the early settlers brought the debate about Christmas with them to the colonies, right? The Puritans coming over, Mayflower, yep. they held the same belief that they were bringing from England. Yep. Some believe strongly that Christmas should be celebrated minus the moral activities. Others considered the holiday sacrilegious. Because of this controversy, the observance of Christmas was considered taboo in some states and illegal in others until 1870. Most historians agree the reason for America's change of heart regarding Christmas can be leaked to three key factors, two classical works of fiction and Queen Victoria's influence. Hmm. So when Washington Irving wrote the sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon, Gent, in 1819, the collection of the stories took America by storm. The sketch title, Christmas, painted a vivid literary literary picture of selfless giving and peaceful nostalgia that soothed the nation's post-war tension so uh the story was also are so well received that americans adopted Irvin's fictitious christmas traditions as true customs of the season here's the fun one right charles dickens 1843 novel the christmas carol which is one of the greatest stories of the all greats time. Uh, caused America to rethink and reimagine what Christmas could be like if charity, goodwill, and families were given to given a chance to thrive during Christmas time. So it's kind of cool that you got two authors that are like writing books, fictitious books, and it helped change tradition. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, was. it's the same idea like with Pilgrim's Progress, and there's a lot sure. of times fiction books, for lack of a better word, create the beautiful picture of what could be and what can be and what should be. Right. And sometimes it just speaks like like stories speak 
volumes, man. Right. I was looking, I was trying to look this up and I couldn't find it real quick besides like, you know, Christmas controversies. So, you know, England, the Puritans, the Massachusetts Bay Colony, they all stopped celebrating Christmas because it basically just became outlawed of the type of celebration. Like, but obviously, you know, people still remember that this was like celebrate Jesus' birth, that Jesus coming and this like that in certain contexts because we didn't lose it. Certain groups. But I wonder, and this I don't know, and I was trying to find it really fast Googling, like did the Catholic Church stop celebrating Christmas? What the other colonies were like, you know? Everything I I read. We're talking about in America right now. Yeah, everything I read, I couldn't, I I didn't see any progress from there. Uh, Yeah, we're talking about America right now. There's some which we'll talk about in a little bit uh, of some of the traditions that came from um, the Catholic Church, but we'll get to that in a bit. So, uh, 1843, uh, Christmas Carol, and that was kind of the big push, right? Those those couple of works, the uh, the, the sketchbook, uh, the of title, Jeffrey Crayon, the, yeah, yeah, uh, Jeffrey Crayon, the Christmas, Christmas uh, and the Christmas Carol uh, were two two of the fictitious books that really pushed the, some of the most of the traditions of charitable giving, um, of peace on earth, goodwill to men type of things um, that we see. Um, not so much in the Christian families, right? Cause Christian families, we celebrate Jesus. We, we do celebrate these things, but like everybody, right? Everybody's kind of like, Oh, this is a time when we're supposed to be charitable. This is where we give to the, you know, Mr. You Santa know, Claus. Sal- salvation, and salvation right. army. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why you see a lot of that. So in 1870, pre- uh, president Grant declared Christmas a national holiday. So just think about that, right? It's only been around. Christmas has only been around as a national holiday here in the United States for 150 years. Which is weird. So a national holiday in commemoration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Historians believe that Grant's decision was a strategic move to to encourage a sense of unity at a time when urbanization, industrialization, and the aftermath of the Civil War had left the nation ill at ease. Christians expand on that reason to explain that Grant wanted to remind Americans of their common faith in Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace at a time when peace was desperately needed in our nation. So. That's cool. That's kind of a quick, actually, the, a quick history. Yeah, I actually did not know some of that. A quick history really cool, of actually. everything. So um, you know, what's some other interesting stories that uh, we may see, just like little snippets of stories that we may see that uh, have happened around um, the Christmas events, right? Uh, around around this time of Christmas. Um, so one thing that's kind of cool, point, poinsettias, right? So in Mexico, poinsettias grow wild in large bushes that flush with bright red leaves in the dead of winter. In fact, in Mexico, poinsettias are called flor de noche bueno. Yeah, I suck with with uh, uh, Joe. Uh, Sorry, Ferricks. Yeah, Ferricks are going to kill me. Um, flor de noche bueno or Christmas Eve flower. They got their odd English name from Joel R. Poinsett, the very first U.S. minister to Mexico. Who brought back the red and green plants from uh, a visit in 1828? Christmas was just beginning to be widely celebrated in America, and Poinsett uh, rightly predicted that the festival plants would be a national seasonal hit. By 1900, they were a universal symbol of Christmas. I didn't. That's cool. I did not so know that, that one. That was a cool little story, right? Wow. Of a of a the first Christian minister to Mexico brings back poinsettias. It makes me want to have poinsettias in my house for Christmas. I just like them, just because of that tradition, right? That so yeah. I I've never had. I mean, I, I like them, but I've never had them in my house. But it makes me want to have them now. So, all right. So the NORAD Santa Tracker. Mm-hmm. Y- do you know this story? 
I don't know the story, but I know okay. what it is. So in 1955, at the height of the Cold War tensions with the Soviet Union, a general at the Continental Air Defense Command, or CONAD, in Colorado received a call on a top-secret hotline. Bracing himself for the news of a missile attack, the general instead heard the shaky voice of a young boy asking, Are you really Santa Claus? <laughs> The number yeah, had been this story. the number had been mistakenly published in the newspaper as a Sears Santa hotline, but instead of dismissing the incident, Conrad renamed the North American Aerospace Defense Command or NORAD in 1958, embraced the role as the official Santa tracker, using its massive satellite net- network once a year to broadcast Santa's exact whereabouts. Today, 1,500 NORAD troops. And volunteers answer phone lines on Christmas Eve. That's dope. Isn't that cool? Way to go, Sears. Yeah, right. Way to go, Sears. That, that, how did they get the number, first of all? <laughs> like, Man, kids nowadays don't even know what friend? the Sears catalog was all about at Christmas Eve. Yeah, game. but that, isn't that cool? Now that there's Amazon, but... Sears accidentally put puts a confidential no red and it, it starts a whole tradition it kind of makes me wonder like if we start calling numbers and old sears ads like would we find area 51 <laughs> like would, like like are they publishing like like, like it always kind of cracked me up in the marketing department some disgruntled u.s like government employees like yeah let's screw this up yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be funny that's really funny so uh but that's super cool the fact that yeah. he rolled with it for the sake of the kid is even better oh yeah you know? right right he's like oh, okay well let me see where santa's at here yeah i'm not santa but i'm his tracker let me let me track him oh so he's right over here right now and uh yeah like that blue boy probably made that little oh my santa's real because like I, I knew guys who would like for fun like have like the santa tracker on their phone so that's 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 oh, the yeah. santa tracker that i know because oh. you can track where santa is because it's the same every single year right yeah sorry i had to drink water all right so not that we believe in santa claus no um or teach it yeah i don't teach it either but it's still cool right it's, it's awesome it's a, i love it's a santa, tradition though, right i i have santa in my house because it's a tradition it, it's on our coffee are, mug because you are santa no, oh, oh, oh. but it's on our coffee mug. I, I, I love Santa. Santa is like a big part of the, my Christmas tradition, 100%. like my family Christmas tradition. So we sat at Santa's lap every single year for yep. Christmas pictures. So, yep. uh, so at one time, Christmas stopped a war. And, and I'm, I know you've heard this one, right? And most yep. people have. So on December 7th, 1914, five months into the outbreak of fighting in World War One, Pope Benedict the 15th called for a temporary ceasefire fire during the Christmas season. Military leaders on all sides ignored the request, but the troops in the trenches responded. As night fell on Christmas Eve, sounds of Christmas carols began ringing out in German and English across no man's land. The next morning, unarmed German soldiers approached the British line shouting, Merry Christmas! They were met with hearty handshakes, gifts of chocolate and cigarettes, and a spirited game of soccer. The so-called Christmas truce was short-lived and never repeated, but it speaks to our shared sense of humanity even in the darkest moments. And soccer has a way of bringing cultures together. And chocolate and cigarettes. Mm. It was lumped into the same thing. I mean, they got that idea from, I think, from that one episode where they did the kid soccer game between Israel and and, uh, Iran, I think, or something like that, to just show, like... The camaraderie of what we can do. Right. Yeah. You know? Put everything aside. Yeah. yeah so so, so I, I know that one. That one's just actually really cool. And I think well, it actually a, shows a little side of these were just normal dudes who well, were far that's, from home. That's what I said. And, it showed a sense of a shared humanity uh, in the darkest moments, right? Yeah. Because a lot of times, man, it's... I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, go too far off the beaten path. But, you know, there's a lot of dark times as well. And it's like, you know, can Christmas be that time to bring neighbors together and neighborhoods together? Mm. And, and sometimes we just don't do that and don't lean into it. But well, It's the time for peace on earth and goodwill to men. 
<laughs> good, All right. good news, baby. So here's the last one. This is kind of like a fun fact that I think we did at one point or we've talked about at one point. I'm sure this was a fun but, fact at some point. But I love it, and so I put it in here again. So Rudolph was a marketing ploy. I'm pretty sure it was our first year's fun fact. So in 1939, retail giant Montgomery Ward, remember that store, uh, came up with the idea. I know what it is, but I, you don't remember we didn't Montgomery really have one Ward? back where I used to live. Oh, when I moved okay. here, that just closed down. Yeah, okay. Uh, so they came up with the idea of writing its own Christmas book to hand out to kids during the coming holiday shopping season. The task fell to copywriter Robert May, who took inspiration from his daughter's love of the reindeers at the zoo and his, his own children as a small shy, or I'm sorry, and his own childhood as a small shy kid who was never invited to play sports. More than 2 million copies of the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer illustrated booklet were distributed in 1939, and the character instantly became a beloved part of American Christmas lore. That's just fun. When did the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie come out? Oh, I don't know. It was a while. It was black and white originally, so 1940-something, I'm guessing. 1964. Oh, wow, I was off. Way off. So that was 30 years later? Rudolph the red yeah. Yep. 30 yeah. years later. That movie freaked me out as a kid. I'm not going to lie. You didn't like the Humble Bumble? I didn't like the, the Yeti. Humble. I didn't like the Yeti. Yeah, the Bumble. Oh, that was his name? I don't know. It just something about that claymation just made, like, it just freaked me out as a kid. I didn't like the Island of Misfit toys. Oh, it was I hilarious. Like yeah. I didn't like it. So I love those those old classics. Like, I still watch those classics every year. Like, that one, The, the Year Without Santa, uh, is another classic that's, that's the claymation. Uh, I don't know that so. one. All right. So... Uh, let's dive in a little further. When did Christmas become more Christian? So you, you talked about this a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, this is a question I was hitting at. So it was, it was. I, I read this interesting uh, article in Christianity, Christianity Today that talked about Martin Luther actually had a big influence in the Protestant church uh, for influencing Christmas, which would tell me that he must have had a lot of these beliefs being that he was Catholic, right? So mm-hmm. I would assume that some of these beliefs were still going on in the Catholic Church during the time of Luther. So, the Christmas tree, special carols, and presents on December 24th, these much-loved traditions are all linked to Martin Luther. Start with the tree. While walking through a snowy woods under a bright starlit sky, the beauty of the scene so moved Luther that he wanted to recreate it in his home. So he cut down a fresh tree, brought it inside, and decorated it with real candles, or as the story goes. Sam, I, that, that doesn't sound wise. So, so it's, yeah, or as the story goes. Uh, what is known as the great reformer composed a Christmas carol still sung today, from heaven above to earth I come, to bear good news to every home, which I have never personally heard that but carol. I say, yeah, I don't know that one. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's a carol that's supposedly still sung today. Uh, that he wrote. Maybe the, the, uh, he also moved the date gifts were given uh, from St. Nicholas Day, which was December 6th, to Christmas Eve, December 24th, huh. which I never knew that. I never knew that. I, no. And I thought that was really, really interesting. I knew about the tree, but I didn't know about the, the date move. Yeah, so he, That's yeah, so a couple of years back, we did this, the St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas. Remember mm-hmm. that whole yep, thing? Yep, I remember that one. Uh, and so we talked about that they celebrated Sinterklaas. They never really celebrated birth, but his death, remember? And he died on December 6th, which is when they, why they went through that. That was our old. Right, which also would mean St. Valentine's that way, right, St. Patrick exactly. is that way. So obviously St. Nick would be that way too. That's right. So, um, so, yeah, another thing, Luther's writings contain a multitude of reference to Advent and Christmas. The following excerpt comes from a sermon of the Nativity that he preached in 1530. 
And he said, if Christ has arrived with trumpets and lain in a a cradle of gold, his birth would have been a splendid affair, but it would not have comfort to me. He was rather to lie in the lap of a poor maiden and be thought of little significance in the eyes of the world. Now I come to him. Now he reveals himself to the miserable in order not, uh, not to give an impression that he arrives with great power, splendor, wisdom, and aristocratic uh, manners, but upon his return on that. Man, that was a, <laughs> that was a mouthful. When I read it, I was like, oh, that's really good. But, uh, yeah, that's, so that was a little excerpt from uh, a sermon that he preached. Yes, the fact that he didn't come as the reigning king. In he came as the lowly servant. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, that, that, it was interesting to me reading some of these articles. And all these articles, we've always posted the links in the show notes. So if you want to read the full articles, go to our show notes, which are displayed. If you're on, if you're on Spotify, they're in there. If you're on Pandora, they're in there. Apple Podcasts, all so the places. on and so forth. Just scroll down, click the more, and you'll see them there at the bottom. So, so, so far, we've talked about old traditions and where a old lot of traditions, things come how, from. How the U.S. came to really accept and the bad expound. Bad news of Christmas. Well, expand <laughs> on, on Christmas. How Martin Luther um, had a influence on Christmas. Some of the other Christmas traditions, uh, like point where poinsettias came from, the NORAD tracker, these types of things. So now I want to talk a little bit more about like what our actual modern uh, Christian traditions are uh, in this day and age, right? So, and, and kind of some of the meanings and symbols um, that they represent. But first, before I jump into all that, I want to talk about Santa Claus again, just to kind of do a recap review of who then it Santa goes Claus into Christian was. Tradition, yeah. Right, exactly. So, Santa Claus is a Dutch word that is actually Sinterklaas, Saint Nicholas in English. We covered this bonus episode called "What Should Christians Do with Santa in 2019." So. If you haven't listened to that, go back and go listen back. to it, and it's going to be in the show notes. So, uh, St. Nicholas was the supposed early bishop of a church in Asia Minor, the modern-day country of Turkey. He became aware of a desperate need in his congregation and a family having a having to sell their children into slavery. So, one night he came and left money on their doorstep. It was gold in a stocking. So, that's who St. Nicholas was. That's where we get Santa Claus and the whole tradition of Santa Claus. But mm-hmm. it actually came from say, the story of St. Nicholas. So let's get into some of the things. We're going to talk about evergreen trees, uh, candles, holly, uh, the color red, the Christmas wreath, gifts, yule log, so on and so forth. So evergreens were the symbol of eternal life. Martin Luther introduced them to the Reformed uh, Reformation Church as a picture of our endless life in Christ by bringing in a tree to his family on Christmas Eve lit with candles. And then um, the scripture that goes along with that was Isaiah 60, 13. Are you going to pull it up for me? Yeah, pull up. it might not pull up. It might pull Isaiah up. Isaiah 60, 13? Yeah. Uh, the glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the fir, and the cypress together to adorn my sanctuary, and I will glorify the place for my feet. So that's why he brought the evergreen tree. That's cool. So, all right, you're going to be my, my scripture reader here. We'll okay. Get, let's get you involved, sir. I'm ready. I've just been chilling. All right. I've been so chilling with all the fun facts. That's what evergreen trees uh, are, are symbolic of uh, in a Christian home for this day and age. Uh, so the other one is candles are a picture that Christ is the light of the world, John 8. And that's an entire chapter, so yeah, it's a big yeah, chapter. So, uh, let's just say John 8. <laughs> it talks about him being the light of the world. Uh, 
Did you want to read any of it or not? Well, that, that's what I'm scrolling through over Jesus' assessment. Oh, oh, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then the Pharisees challenged him and said, here you are appearing as our uh, as your own witness. Your testimony is invalid. And then Jesus said, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is still valid. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. And then he continues. Yeah. So... Jesus is the light of the world. Bam. That's why we do candles. That's what candles represent. All right. So Holly speaks of the thorns in his crown. Now that comes from the Easter story, though, when right. when um, it's a, and they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head, being Jesus. They put a staff in his right hand, and then they knelt in front of him, mocked him, saying, Hail, hail, King of the Jews. Right, and that comes from Matthew 27, 29. Yep, and now was that also a reference to an Old Testament um, prophecy as well. Yeah, and I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head I'm, either. I'm sure it was probably Isaiah 53, since that's the forbidden. The, suffer, the suffering that's, servant. Yeah, that's the forbidden uh, chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, red is the color of Christmas that speaks of Christ's blood and death, which is funny because <laughs> Janelle and I were just talking today. We're setting up for Christmas pictures and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, we can do this thing. And she's like, it's got red in it. I'm like, yeah. She goes, it doesn't go with our Christmas outfits. I'm like, yeah, but it's red. I like the color red. Yeah, but it's not very Christmassy red. But I'm like, Jesus I'm like, like now listen here. It represents the blood of Christ, all right? <laughs> gotcha. So, anyways. Or, in all honesty, was it just the fact that poinsettias were so cool so that we had to give a Ooh. religious reason for the color red being there? Possibly. You know? <laughs> Possibly. So, uh, the Christmas wreath represents the crown of thorns also that Jesus wore. Later, mm. the three colors of Christmas were added, red, green, and gold. Red represents the blood of Jesus. Green symbolizes life, and gold means light, which I thought was really awesome. Yeah, so uh, gifts are a reminder of the gifts of the Magi to baby Jesus. Each of them speak to a component of his incarnation, majesty in life, bitterest agony in death, and he as God's perfect gift to us. And that comes from Matthew 2. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Yeah. So the Yule log, I like this one too. Uh, was a symbol by which all men in the family would carry a log large enough to burn for 12 days into the house. They were uh, they were identifying with Christ and his cross. The fire was started with a fragment of uh, from the previous years. This refers to the eternal existence of Christ before his birth. Uh, huh. So it speaks of warmth, unity, joy, and the security of endless life. I thought that was that's really pretty, interesting. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, Some friends are just worth melting for. <laughs> okay. Olaf. All right. Uh, So mistletoe was an ancient symbol for the Roman times, which I'm going to get to here in a sec. Uh, It was under mistletoe, the old enmities and broken friendships were restored. So Christ was the one who took away the enmity and gave us peace with God. Romans 5, 1 and Romans 8, 1. So Hmm. they said in their Roman times, the symbol for Roman times. So there was a God that... uh, (laughs) Her, she killed her son, and then in order for her son to be, she somehow I forget how it went, but the, she brought her son back to life. It was one, yeah. It's a classic Roman so, mythology. Her, yeah, so the son got brought to, brought back to life, and so she said that because of that, uh, it was under mistletoe. So she would kiss any person that came under the mistletoe with her, and that's the whole kissing under the mistletoe where that came. Wow. From. So that was another interesting fact. That is really interesting. Okay. So that's where kissing under the mistletoe comes from. Dig into that. Um, So bells are associated with ringing out news. Christ is the good news, the best news of 
all. All right. So we're going to get back into the Christmas tree. So we heard earlier that uh, Martin Luther, right? He was, yeah, he, he, he was, was walking and then he cut one down and he wanted to yes. bring that beauty into his own house. And so the there, evergreen. so yep. there's that. And we're going to talk about that again in the third point, but there's also two other points of possible explanations for it. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to, I'm just going to give you all the accounts. So it says among many accounts claiming to explain the origin of the Christmas tree, the three most popular are from Germany, making it the likeliest place of origin. The story spanned from the eighth to the 16th century. All three have some element of historical fact, and they may even loosely connect from one to another. So this is where we get into it. So first story is about St. Boniface. Uh, in the eighth century, he was a missionary to some of the remote uh, of the some of the remotest tribes of Germany. Uh, he is probably best known for what is called the felling of Thor's oak, mm-hmm. which I've heard that story many times. It is said that upon entering a town in northern Hesse or Hesia, uh, Boniface learned that the people worshiped the god Thor, who they believed resided in the great oak tree among them. Boniface determined that if he wanted to earn an audience with the people, he would have to com- uh, confront Thor. He announced before the people that he was going to cut down the oak, and he openly challenged Thor to strike him down. Miraculously, as Boniface began to chop the oak, a mighty wind blew and hurled the tree to the ground. Tradition holds that the fir tree was growing in the roots of the oak, and Boniface claimed the tree as a symbol of Christ. Needless to say, the people readily accepted Boniface's message, and the tree eventually became uh, came to be associated with the birth of Christ and, and the celebration of the day when the mighty God, who could hurl a gigantic oak to the ground, chose to humbly enter the world as a babe. Hmm, that's interesting. So that's the original story that I had heard was St. Boniface. And I think it came from Adventures in Odyssey, to be honest with you. Mm, and Gina's gotcha. probably going to be like, yeah, it's this, on this episode because she knows all the episodes. All right, so the second thing that is, is a possibility is another possible source of the Chris, Christmas tree, and probably the most likely, comes from the medieval religious plays in Germany. Among the most popular of these plays was the Paradise Play. It started with the creation of man acted out uh, acted out the first sin and showed Adam, Adam and Eve being expelled from paradise or the Garden of Eden. It closed with the promise of a coming Savior, which uh, made the play a particular favorite during the Christmas season. In the play, the Garden of Eden was most often represented by a fir tree hung with apples and surrounded by candles. But still a fir tree. But still a fir tree. Still a fir tree. So in the third tradition about the origin of Christmas tree is attributed to Martin Luther, an influential leader in the Reformation. Some say that on Christmas Eve, Luther was walking through the woods near his home. He was struck by the beauty of how the snow shimmered in the moonlight and the branches of the trees. Uh, in an effort to recreate the magnificent, magnificent sight for his family, he cut down the tree, placed it in his home, and decorated it with candles. So... Those are kind of the three. Man, this episode's just been a fun fact with Fuller about Christmas. It, that's what I that's said. Exactly what I this said. Episode it's just has a, been. it's just a bunch of fun traditional facts of where it all comes from. So yeah. I just, you know, we always go into this deep theology, and sometimes we just gotta kick our shoes off, grab a hot cup of cocoa, and sit by the fire and, and relax. ask where on earth did this even come? Yeah, from? Yeah, why do we even celebrate it? So I mean, and that's by the next question. And so that's where it comes from. So what do we do with it? Yeah. Here? So as Christians. Uh, Christmas time is a time to remember God coming to live among us. Starting in the womb of a young virgin born into humble circumstances, celebrated by some and hated by others, growing to adulthood, proclaiming the coming of the kingdom of God, dying on a Roman cross as the atoning sacrifice for the sin of the world and raised to life on the third day. Whether Jesus was born on December 25th or uh, 
or not is immaterial. What matters is he was born and began his life and worked among us. I thought that was a good way to sum up why we as Christians should celebrate Christmas, right? Yeah, the, the there's, nice, a, there's a lot of people out there that go, oh, well, we shouldn't celebrate. It's all pagan, which we talked right, about. There's a right? lot of Christians who actually there's, say that too. And they, they're like, we shouldn't celebrate the Rome, like this pagan holiday. Right. And, and so, uh, you know, I could see that, right? But I can also see uh, how Christmas has turned into something different. It is not the same. It is it is a recognizable. There, there's a lot of symbolism for us to help us. And like we talked about in the Advent episode a couple weeks ago, about helping us refocus on Christ. Even though we know it's not Christ's actual birthday, it helps us get that focus. Well, it's the focus, right. And, and we'll talk about this next week with trying to figure out new rhythms that we should have going into 2023. in uh, Two weeks. We'll talk about, no, next week. It's You're right. Not, is it next, next week? week? I thought right, it was. Yeah, week. I messed it up. Sorry. No, I messed, no, I messed up. Yeah. No, but but for reals, though, it's like, you know, it's a good rhythm to have in our life where it's the one time, not, not the one time, but it's a very obvious time of year that culture even comes around for us to remember why we celebrate the reason for the season. Now, right. obviously, there's a lot more other things that happen during the holidays, such as family get-togethers, New Year's, happy holidays, these different things. But the nice thing for us as Christmas is it gives us a beautiful time to reflect with Christmas Eve services and then celebrating Christmas Day and reading the the gospel narrative of Jesus coming to earth, right. God in the flesh, God among us. He pitched up his, pitched his tent and dwelt among us like he took up residence with us well like, and this is something that we need to keep our eyes and mind focused on to never forget and christmas gives us a really i don't want to say easy but at the same time a simple segue into that conversation well yeah and that's the thing right is that twice a year most non-christians attend church and those two times a year are christmas christers for yeah, christer people christmas, christmas and, and easter, easter right and so now's the time that we can uh share the gospel right it's a it's a perfect opportunity time and most people are open to it at this time for whatever reason, they just are. I mean, uh, sometimes it's just tradition, you know, yeah, like right. it's just tradition, tr- traditional Christmas candles. You know, when you're at grandma's house, she's she dragging your butt to church. Like right. some of it's just a tradition that they grew right. up. Right. You know, midnight mass, you got all this stuff that happens, uh, during the Christmas season. So, I mean, uh, it's just, it's just a good opportunity. And it's really cool to see some of these traditions and how they came about and where it came from, right. Where it came out of it was, um, not so much taking of the day, but uh, it's like, all right, yeah, you guys celebrate that just like every day. You know, there could be somebody celebrating tomorrow as some weird holiday that we're just like, no, it's Mark's birthday. You know, we're going to celebrate Mark's birthday. Let's go. You know, or, or vice versa or whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's stop focusing so much on what it was and focus on what it is. And I think that's what we should And be also doing. what it can be. And yeah, just right. being intentional with the season to intentionally remind ourselves what on earth were you even celebrating this right. whole thing for? It, well, it's a good reminder for us and a good way for us to help others remember, too. Time for Fun Facts with Fiddler. You know, man, maybe I should have just hit that button at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, probably. Like, it's all Fun Facts with Fuller, man. It's a walk through history. Well, thank you for that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. But do you still have a fun fact to end the show? I do. You would never miss it. This one is an interesting one. It's kind of taking a turn for the worse. We're back to the Grim State, Matt Grimm. Okay. All right. Christmas decorating sends nearly 15,000 people to the ER every year. <laughs> what? So if you've ever watched 
Uh, Clark Griswold decorated his house in a Christmas vacation, which I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but you should if you haven't. Um, I've seen Christmas with the Cranks. No, is, no, I no, mean, no, no. But This is Christmas vacation. This is the one where the guy's like arms out electrocuted with oh, Christmas lights wrapped around Oh, I him. know what you're talking about. Christmas vacation. Yep, I know exactly Phenomenal. All right. Uh, that stat likely doesn't shock you. In fact, the Consumer Product Safety Commission estimates that nearly 14,700 people visit hospital emergency rooms each November and December from holiday-related decorating accidents. So please be careful when putting up the holly and the iving or taking it down. That's just what... That was a very aggressive intro. That was all right. That was a very aggressive... It, it is what it is. But that's a really interesting fact. Yeah, so... So, so celebrate Christmas... Enjoy your tree, enjoy your holly, enjoy your lights, but please don't kill yourself. And celebrate when you get it all down safely. <laughs> There's your, or you can just call them seasonal lights Ooh. and just never take them down. This is my spring light, and now it's my summer light. Because you, it's you my... would never need to take it down if they're just always there, which I right. did see these lights that I'm 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 thinking about doing. It's these Uh-oh. LED strips that go like up the peaks and around Ooh. or whatnot, and they're like LED color changing. So if I want them orange, I can do orange oh, for that's like cool. or purple for Halloween. I could do like green and red for Christmas. I can do blue for Easter. So and, I bet and you could set them up on like so, to do like a music show and everything. So, yeah, I ain't doing that. That's too much work. But Come they're on, bro. so but they're so low pro that you don't even see them oh, until you turn cool. the lights on. So I'm oh. like, these are really cool. They ain't cheap, but that would just be really cool. I wonder if you could take. LED strips and just do under like the soffits and just like have the glow. I mean, that's basically what this is. That's cool. Just a little All bit right. more aggressive. But I love it, man. Well, dude, thank you for taking us down that little fun yeah. fact down the Christmas lane, man. And you know what? This past Christmas season, we did something a little different for all of our listeners where we were sending out Advent devotionals to get your mind focused on the Christmas season. I know Christmas is basically over. It's almost done. But you can still go back to the website right now. Now, to get access to all five of those Advent devotionals, they're just live. They're living, chilling on the website. So, so you act can now. Access the, act now and act for, for forever where you can just access the Advent devotionals. But for those of you guys who actually signed up to receive those, I hope those were a blessing to you guys yeah. as well. And uh, if you haven't already, go check us out on YouTube where you can actually see us. Hi. I mean, it's not in person. but I'm not it's, this tall this week. No, you're, you're back to normal size. I'm back size. to normal. So. But you can check us out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell notification because we all know that the bell is an important part of Christmas. So do it. It's do associated it for, with ringing out Jesus. the news. And so ring out the news of RTC. Do it for baby Jesus. And uh, yeah, it's been such a fun time and it's such a good year. And I cannot wait for next week's episode. Make sure as to we come are back. Wrap- it's going to be a wrap up of 2022 and as we enter to 2023 with a whole lot bigger rtc podcast family so thank you guys for that so we hope you guys had a merry christmas celebrate with your family remembering the birth of jesus we'll see you guys next week but until next time merry christmas and take it easy